Well, good afternoon, everyone. This is Melvin York, and you're tuned in to Gardening with Daddy Pete. And on our last podcast, we talked about things to do in the month of November. Uh, again, you can find that on our blog on the Daddy Pete's page. Sign up for that, and you can get that in your email also. Another thing is um, you can go back and look at our podcast, and I will tell you what's going on. And uh, go back through the archives, and today we're going to talk about um, some of the things that we didn't talk about that you can do in November or you need to be doing in November. Um, So some of the things that we can do in November uh, will be kind of as follows. We talked about if you're going to continue to use your equipment during uh, on into Thanksgiving or whatever, then we can do that for a uh, you can do that in December, and we'll talk again about that uh, for December. Uh, one thing that you want to do is your lawnmowers. Uh, make sure that you do take those, get them serviced uh, either by a professional or if you're handy-dandy, then do it yourself. Usually you can find the instructions that came with the lawnmower, or you can uh, easily go online and do it yourself. Uh, blogs or um, YouTubes, and you can see how to prepare that yourself. Um, One thing you want to do is make sure you start out with uh, good bearings, make sure everything's greased right on your wheels, your steering, um, even on the pulleys that hold your blades on. Uh, The blades will need to be removed, sharpened, and here's the thing, balanced. Uh, a lot of people can sharpen blades, but if you cut sharpen or grind too much off of one side of the blade, it, when it's spinning, it will vibrate because it's out of balance. There are uh, blade balancers, which is very inexpensive. You buy if you, like I say, if you're the handy man or handy woman that does have a uh, bench grinder or know how to use a side grinder that you can do and do balance these blades, put them back on good and sharp. Make sure the underneath your deck's clean, ready to go. Also, the whole time you're doing this, make sure of one thing, that you go ahead and just take the battery out of that lawnmower and because you need to service it too, and take the spark plug wire off, or in some cases, two spark plug wires. I know my lawnmower does have two cylinders, so uh, you take both those off. Now... Uh, the thing that we do, we want to get the underside, the blades ready to go. Uh, then what we want to go straight to the engine then. If it's not an electric one, I know there's some electric ones come out, and we'll get into that maybe next month on what to do to service them. Some of those procedures will be the same. Some will be different. Uh, but what you want to do is uh, go through and you want to uh, purchase the correct oil that's for your engine. Uh, the oil, whether it's a five weight, 20 weight, 10 weight, uh, whatever the manufacturer recommends is what I would buy and that brand name. Plus, most of them comes with an oil filter, locate it. You want to change both of those when you do this. Make sure that you fill back to the proper line uh, that says full. Crank your engine, run it just for a minute or so. Turn it back off, let all the oil drain back. Go back five minutes. Pull the stick, wipe it off, go back in, 
pull it back out, make sure that it's still on the pull bar. That way you don't want to run your lawnmower engine below on oil. And sometimes uh, when we fill it up, it has not filled up the oil filter yet. So that may be something you do. Go ahead and look in your manual. Uh, I would change the spark plugs. Make sure that you start out with new spark plugs and then go to the top of the engine where you see the place where the air filter is. It sits over top of the carburetor or uh, that goes a uh, pipe that goes in from the carburetor and put in a new air filter. Uh, sometimes you'll see there'll be two pieces of that air filter replace the mud. Now, when you go back to install the battery, make sure that you do clean the terminals on it and on your battery cables. Put them back together, make sure they're tight and you can put them up for the year, except for one more thing. I like to run a product called Stabil and there may be others, but I always put that in my gasoline according to what it says on the bottle. And that keeps the gas from turning into like a gel um, over the winter. And when I put that in, what I usually do is I crank it up and I'll let it run maybe or run it around the yard for 10 minutes. That way I ensure that that gas that I just put stable in gets to the carburetor. Therefore, I don't have to worry about when I go to spring, I can jump on my lawnmower, crank it up and go. So that's just a good idea. It saves you a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of trouble. So just do that. Now, as we go on in, we were thinking about other things that we need to be doing now is a great time to start mulching. I know you heard us talk just a little bit about mulch, but if you built any new beds as far as border beds, it's um, in the, around your house, out in the middle of the yard, up next to the woods, now's a good time to add some more mulch. Now, mulch is this. It looks good. That's number one. Makes everything look good, keeps down weeds, number two. Number three, it also helps keep the moisture even um, in times of dry weather or too rainy weather. It's like it monitors it and kind of keeps it even. Number four, it really helps spring, uh, summer and winter. Uh, in the summertime, mulch keeps the ground from getting too hot around the roots of the plant. In the wintertime, it helps like a blanket keep the roots from getting too cold. So mulch is very important, uh, especially on anything you've planted for the last couple of years. You want to make sure, or you had planted this year, this season, you want to make sure that it does have an extended coat of mulch on it. Now, one thing you don't want to do with that mulch is you don't want to make a cone for water to catch around the plant. You always want to make sure that mulch doesn't really crowd that stem uh, of the plant or the trunk of the tree, and you want it to feather out from there and like the water would drain away. Keep in mind, your roots to a plant are not straight under. They reach out. And another thing that mulch helps is keep that ground moist and pliable for roots to easily reach out and grow more and make it a more stable plant. So. That's what you want to do. With Daddy P, we've got several different kinds of mulches a lot of people like to use. We have the uh, hardwood mulch. We have a pine bark mulch. We've got pine bark mini nuggets, uh, which is very decorative, a good-looking um, 
for decoration if you want to put those in a bed. Uh, pine, uh, mulch works good around azaleas, works good around blueberries, uh, and of course, a lot of things. Uh, one other thing we've got is called a soil enhancer. Now, this can be used in the ground or it can also be used as a fine mulch. And I love to use it as a mulch. It's a, it's a small pine bark flake somewhere in the neighborhood between a half and three quarters of an inch. And it does good in clay as a soil buster. And you can tell it in like that. But it also does a super job uh, making a fine mulch in a lot of smaller beds. And actually, works good on top of raised beds, too. Uh, so you can use that. A lot of times, we like to mulch in uh, tomatoes. Uh, we mulch in some of our peppers and all. And again, we can use this because it does break down easily. Uh, and it does work in our beds. So we can continue to keep our beds built up and mulch. It's sort of like we get a two-for-one thing with, our, uh, with the Daddy Peak Soil Enhancer. So just remember that name. Again, you can go to our website, and these tell uh, tell you a lot. We do have another product that uh, I really like to use around uh, my fruit trees, around my uh, blackberries, uh, raspberries. Also, I like to use uh, around uh, uh, just about any uh, fruit trees or bushes, blueberries and all. And that's our uh, professional landscape mix. Now, it's a coarser mix. If you're looking for a little coarser mulch, that's great. But here's the good part of that. It has mixed with our compost 50-50. So when you're mulching, what you do is you get the benefit of mulch and feed. That will keep releasing some of the nutrients in the ground for up to 90 to 120 days. Uh, just by every time it rains, it just keeps leaching in uh, to the soil below it, helps to feed, and also helps to keep your soil in the right condition. You're putting those beneficial microbes where they need to be, and that's around your plant. So that's a good thing to do. Uh, so maybe you want to give that a try. Again, you can see that on our website. Um, as we spoke before, we do have our uh, blog that comes out once a month, and uh, you can go on our website, sign up for that. It's kind of neat. And uh, we give you some of the same tips. So, November's a busy month. It's still a busy month. Uh, there's still some seeds to be saved, uh, there's still some herbs to be gathered uh, that frost didn't bother. I know that uh, I still got sage that I need to harvest, um, just for instance. So there's still a lot of things that needs to be done. And uh, yes, I do have my some of my onions already set out, and I will set some more here in the next week or two. And uh, believe me, when everybody else is thinking about planting spring onions, mine's going to be coming up, and it won't be long that I'll have some this spring. So we do appreciate you listening, though, and more than that, we appreciate you buying our products. Uh, Daddy Pete's, we really do mean... Our slogan is we help you grow, and that's exactly what we want to do. Uh, I know that a lot of you uh, moms are out there. You want the best for your children. You're growing your own vegetables. I commend you. I think it's excellent. Uh, we always have a line in to usually me or someone 
if you've got a question about any of our products or uh, a question about something you're doing in your garden or a technique that you're looking for or one that you've heard about, you know, please feel free to call us. That's what we're here for. Uh, you know, we do have time for you. I want you to know that. Uh, we have set this aside so that, uh, uh, you know, we actually do want to help people grow. Uh, the last thing I want a new gardener to do is go in excited and come out on the other end disappointed. Uh, just like farming or anything else, you have bad years, good years. But we're here to encourage you to know that you did it right, and here's what's going on. And then we can help you change. Uh, there's times, depending on uh, what area you're in, uh, maybe you need to know what uh, uh, green bean works better, what tomato works better. There's so many different varieties. You know, give us a call. We'll be more than glad to answer your question if you have picked several types. Again, like I said on all my podcasts just about, make sure you keep that gardening journal. Write down what you planted, when you planted it, what was the temperatures, the rain, kind of give an overview so you'll know what's going on. What time of year did you plant this in? Uh, let's just say, okay, I planted green beans um, the first week in April, but then we had a frost. Well, the thing is, we usually don't have a frost that much, but it's close. You can look at average frost dates uh, back with your weather source and uh, the last freeze. Those records are kept yearly. But let's just say you keep an eye on the weather. When you garden, you know, the weather goes hand in hand. You're always looking at the weather. Uh, but green beans, no bigger than they are. You might can put a frost cloth over them, and they'll work good. Some things you don't plant until uh, the end of April, 1st of May, things like tomato plants, pepper plants, unless you uh, are willing to cover those early. So some people do. They don't put out but half a dozen plants. And if they're calling on frost at night, they can throw a five-gallon bucket over the top of them and take it off the next day or the day after when the threat of frost is gone. But these are tricks and things you can do that we're going to talk about. These are things that when you call in, we'll be more than glad to do. But let me tell you this. When you're calling in and ask a question like that, I like to address it on my next podcast. So, it's been fun. It's been nice. We're here at the first of November. So um, until the next time we do a podcast, which hopefully will be in the next day or so, uh, I hope you happy gardening and happy November. We'll start it out right. This is Melbourne, York, and you've been listening to Gardening with Daddy Pete.